sang with us. We might as well sing with us. How is everybody this morning on this beautiful day? If you if you're able, let's stand and we're gonna sing Shine, Jesus, Shine. I even had it in my hand and didn't know when I was supposed to be up here. Good morning. morning. On this beautiful, crisp, winter, cold morning. I'm trying mind games, okay? Y'all just bear as she fans, I know. And I would like to request that we change the sermon name to someone please turn off the heat. Could you work on that real quick while you're sitting there? I'm sure it can be arranged. Okay. Or maybe next week, because it's not looking good next week either. But we do, we do welcome everyone. If you're a visitor, we welcome you. Uh, if you need any help finding anything, please just tap somebody on the shoulder. They'll show you where to go. 
Uh, as usual, you know the you know about the giving. We got the box in the back. You can go online or you can uh, hand it to somebody. However, uh, today we've got the of course the worship service that's coming up, and then we instead of circles, we're going to have potluck dinner. No circles. We're going to eat. I don't think that has to be told twice. I'm sure everybody got that. <laughs> Food. Okay, Wednesday we've got the adult Bible study with Pastor Dan and the children's activity and youth. Uh, next Sunday, worship with Pastor Dan and then there's a church council meeting at 2 o'clock next Sunday on the 27th. And like I said, I welcome everyone this morning. If you're able, let's stand and continue our worship in song. Hallelujah, praise Jehovah. Hallelujah, praise Jehovah. From the heavens, praise his name. Praise Jehovah in the Oh. 
Thank you. From the, from the back side even, huh? Today is the beginning of, uh, well, actually for many of you teachers, uh, has been in school for the last couple weeks, and we wanted to honor our teachers and have a special prayer for them this morning and uh, let you know that uh, Teaching is a great profession. Amen? Amen? Where would we be about some of the... Do y'all remember your first, first grade teacher? I bet you couldn't remember your sixth grade teacher. Wow, you guys got good memories. Anyhow, what started off with, uh, with honoring uh, some of our teachers that have begun back to the school... Some of them have started this last week. Some of them will start this next week. But I wanted to honor uh, each one of them. I, I read in the, uh, the dictionary that a teacher is an educator. It's a person who helps students acquire knowledge, competence, virtue via the practice of teaching. They teach with knowledge, some of them. They teach us with experience, most of them. But most of all, they teach with an attitude towards life, a life of loving our children and our kids and leading them away, training them in a way that they should go that when they're old, they will not depart from it, Scripture says. So I'm going to... Uh, tell you a little bit about some of the teachers that we've got in our congregation and I'm going to ask them to to uh, to come up front and then we're going to have a word of prayer for you in dedication if you feel comfortable in doing that and the first teacher we got is one that's starting from scratch this year and, and she's really, she's gone through this week and she's really excited. And Brooke just graduated from uh, uh, the university this last uh, spring. And she did it because I saw her. And she walked across there and, and uh, so she got something in her hand. I don't know if it was a diploma or not, but I hope that it was. But Brooke has started sixth grade, uh, uh, sixth grade at Baskin School, is that correct? And she is a science and social studies teacher. And this was kind of sprung on her at the last minute, 
but we're glad and we want to congratulate you, Brooke. And if you would come up up here, Lynn, you do your part now. She's got her cue. Now you have to wait for my cue. You won't get get anything. So now I want to let you know something about these little roses that were given to all these teachers. Uh, something about rose roses that they have thorns on them. And you know, some days I know these teachers go home and they think I had nothing but thorns. And, but I want you to know, when we, when we got these flowers the other, yesterday, you know, what day was it? Friday, they were in a tight, a, a, a tight, what do they call it, bud. And all of them, it looks like, are, 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 are blooming, are opening up. And that's what a teacher's responsibility is, is take that young or to take that, uh, that, that, that person and, uh, as a bud and through their uh, knowledge and their experience and their, the processes to open up their life to bloom. And that's your job, Brooke. You better you take that seriously. Uh, <laughs> I want to move on. I'll never get done if I don't hurry. <laughs> uh, Melissa, Melissa Hathaway. Come on down. Melissa is a four-year-old. Uh, she, she's a four-year-old. <laughs> she's teaching, has taught four-year-olds for, this is her 12th year. And uh, at Union Christian Academy, we're real pr proud of her. And uh, Melissa keeps our nursery when need, when need be. And uh, we want to congratulate her. And then she has a sister named Rachel. Anybody seen Rachel? Oh, Rachel. And now I was trying to get everything written down about Rachel. And Rachel, I, I you know, uh, pages upon pages of pages in the Wikipedia would not cover everything you do, Rachel. So I'm going to simplify and say she's an English and Spanish teacher at Rayville High School. And this is her 14th year. And she's in the doctorate program right now. And I'm sorry, that is, uh, is that correct? Uh, that's, a, that's above my pay grade. So doctor to be, congratulations. And then, just keep it in the family, where's Kathy at? Kathy Hathaway. Has she ever taught very much? Is she, Butch, does she know anything? <laughs> you know, how have you survived, Butch, you know, being in a house full of teachers? I met you, they're teaching you something every day, aren't they? <laughs> but Kathy, you all know Kathy. Kathy, uh, for several years, was a speech therapist and over 30 years and is retired. And now she's in her third year of uh, teaching at Children's Garden Preschool. And she does the four-year-olds. You and her ought to compare notes. And you do. I say I got a woman by the name of Barbara. What is her last name? Powell. Was that her name, Powell? Is that her name? Are, are you sure that's her name? Barbara Powell. Come on down. Y'all know Barbara. Barbara is uh, uh, the owner and the teacher of the three-year-olds. She couldn't make it to the four-year-olds, but she can get to the three-year-olds. Oh, excuse me. Uh, oh, excuse me. But she is uh, head of the children's garden preschool in our church, and we're so proud of that ministry that you have. 
Uh, Lindsay, come on down. Lindsay is a first grade teacher and we all need some first grade teachers, don't we? <laughs> she is in her 17th year and um, she doesn't look that old, does she? <laughs> but her kids say that she is, so. Uh, she's, a, she's at Claiborne Elementary, and Lindsay, we are so proud of you and your accomplishments and, and your faithfulness to your profession. Sherry North, where's Sherry? Come on down, Sherry. Sherry is a retired school teacher. However, she's been pulled out of retirement to teach at our, our, in our preschool, especially as a substitute. And we wanted to honor her today, Sherry. We appreciate you so much doing that. Um, and then we have Amy Coates. Where's Amy? She does our Wednesday night ministry. Come on up. You're a teacher. Come on. Now, some of you are going to say, I'm not a teacher, but yes, you are. This, just do what the pastor says. Amy, Amy does our Wednesday evening children's ministry, and we're, we're, that is a desperate need that we all have and, and important. Donna Ward, you do children's church? Come on down. Now, the man behind you don't help you, does he? No? <laughs> and we're, we appreciate Donna. Sometimes you won't see her on Sunday morning. She's in there with our, with our children, and we want to honor her this morning. And then there's Dale and Betty Green. Uh, Dale and Betty Green. Do you know who you are today, Dale? Oh, yeah, Howard. They work in our children's church, and sometimes they're, they're, they're in and out, and we don't see them all the time, but they're back there uh, doing something. You have to give Dale one, too. He gets a white one. Well, that, that's good. Well, we'll take that. Now, don't mess with my list here, Dale. Mike Cootie. Mike is a teacher in our, uh, in our um, what is it, our circles teacher. And I, I, when I first came here, I thought, he, he walked around here so dignified and everything. He, I, I thought he was the pastor. And, <laughs> and no, but uh, appreciate Mike. Mike teaches so faithfully and fills in different times. And Mike, we appreciate your ministry. Uh, Conrad Weems, do you know who you are? Okay. Conrad is one of our te circles teachers also. And I, I didn't put uh, Shirley. Shirley, are you a teacher? Oh, come on down. Oh, come on. We'll honor you too. Come on down. We don't want to leave anybody out here. Yeah, I see our, our, our group is growing. And then there's a woman by the name of Vicki Cootie. Mike, do you know her? Vicki Cootie, you can stay there if you want to, Vicki. <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> you're, Vicki, you're loved. <laughs> Vicki uh, is, uh, the, she's the retired owner of our, our daycare. And uh, it's preschool. I don't want to call it a daycare because it's a preschool. It's a school. And, uh, and she substitutes 
I've heard that she only substitutes uh, after Sherry's been called first. <laughs> Carolyn Hogue, you come on down because you're a teacher of just older youth, uh, Sunday school class, and we know you've been teaching there for a long time, and we appreciate your faithfulness. She is our youngest teacher in the congregation, and she does a great, a great job. She's much appreciated. Then we have somebody by the name of Charlotte and, and uh, Marlon Mitchell that works with the youth. Remember, we're weeding them out, aren't we? One by one. I'm trying to get the church to move up front, and this is the only way I can do it. <laughs> and, huh? Oh, Marlon's birthday's today, everybody. We're going to sing happy birthday in a minute. Just hang on to that thought there, just a moment. I got a couple more, and then there is Bryce Lovelady. Bryce, come on down. Bryce, I, I don't know if he deserves much. You know, he's only been here. He come and claimed this morning that he had seniority on me. <laughs> but you did say it. We appreciate Bryce, the work he's been doing with our youth. And, uh, and uh, you, you almost make us pretty, Bryce. Almost. Uh, then I have a couple of others that I want to include. One was the name of Carly Mitchell. I do not know her. Carly works in our children's church, don't you? You get on down there then. And Connor, Connor works with our children's church. We want to honor him too. He's a food fighter today. No, food fighter. All right, all right. Now, I, I hope I haven't missed anybody. Did I miss anybody? I tried to include everybody. Uh, and I want you to know how much teachers, we appreciate you and the work. You, you are doing the Lord's work. I want you to know that all of you, you're doing the Lord's work. Don't ever think it's just the pastor, but you are the leaders in the congregation. It's all of you that make this church go. And you are the ones that set examples and give us knowledge and uh, most of all, by example of sharing Jesus, sharing your life and pouring your life into your students in so many different ways. We appreciate you so very much. And I need you to pull in here because you need a picture of y'all. Oh, we have Facebook for our church. Y'all on Facebook. That's it, Barb. You do it. Right in the middle. Center screen that there. Thank you very much. Let's have a word of prayer. Gracious Father, what a privilege it is to see uh, these people that have responded in so many different ways, Lord, through the years of uh, teaching and sharing their testimony and the love of Jesus with so many different people. Lord, we live in a very dark world, Father. These are the ones that you call to be the light of the world. I pray for those, Lord, that, that are, are teachers in the public school. Lord, what a, uh, a challenge many times.
schools, Father. We pray your blessing upon them. We pray your Holy Spirit's guidance in their life. We pray, Lord, on the days that, Lord, it seemed like they will never end, that you would give them peace. And you would restore their joy, Lord, knowing that they are doing and living the way that you call them to live. Lord, I pray that you would bless our church with these, this group. I know that you have, and that you would continue to bless us. Lord, let us be worthy of the students that you send our way. We love you, Lord Jesus. And may each one of them feel your hand upon them today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can you make it back up, Granny? What am I doing next? Uh, our kids can go now to. Uh... Oh, are they singing? Yeah, they're going to sing. We're going to sing. Go sing. I'm sorry. Lord, be glorified. Children's Church. requests this week are Mary Blaylock, which is Kathy's aunt, the victims of the wildfire in Hawaii, which is so tragic, Pat Eads, our shut-ins, our teachers, our children and youth that are going back to school, 
our first responders, all of our travelers, um, the Thompson family in Ravel that lost their two children this past week, um, and one of my daughter-in-law's family members, uh, they have a little seven-year-old that was diagnosed with leukemia this week and has been sent to St. Jude. And there's so many, many others, I'm sure, that we have on our hearts and our minds, and God knows everything. And I'm going to ask Bryce if he would come up and lead the prayer, and then Pastor Dan will lead us in worship this morning. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Lord, I just come to you right now, Lord. Uh, I pray over uh, every spoken prayer request today, Lord, and every unspoken prayer request. And I just pray that you um, are with anyone who is going through a hard time right now and that you just be with them and that you remind them that you are going to be with us during the dark times in our lives, Lord. And I just pray uh, for Pastor Dan as he speaks and as he worships in just a minute, Lord, um, that you would just speak through him and that lives will be changed in this room today, Lord. And I pray that in your name. Amen. Amen. Before Pastor Dan comes and brings the word, let's sing the song, Look and Live. I have a message from the Lord, hallelujah. The message unto you I'll give. It is recorded in his word, hallelujah. It is only that you look and Recorded in his word, hallelujah. It is only that you look and live. I've a message full of love, hallelujah. A message of my friend for you. It's a message from above, hallelujah. Jesus said it and I know it's true. I appreciate you guys so much leading our worship.
Well, I have uh, did something this morning that reminded me of my sermon. And I got up and it was still a little dark. And um, I got up and I, I hit the bed leg in the dark, stubbing my toe this morning. Has anybody, anybody ever done that before? It's dark and it hurts. I've entitled what I wanted to share this morning. Would someone please turn on the light? We often say that in dark times of life. But many times uh, we have uh, perhaps been in a strange neighborhood and you're unable to read the street address all because of the dark. Or maybe you're looking for something, a certain something in, in your dark closet with no light. In the garage. I know none of you are like I would be in the garage, but in the garage, trying to find the keys to unlock the door, Lynn, in, with no lights. In the dark, it's so hard to find your way, isn't it? It's hard to locate an object or to see far into the night. You know, it's no wonder that when we are in conversation with someone, and sometimes it seems like they have no clue or understanding of what you're talking about, we say they are totally in the dark. Genesis 1-2 is the first mention in scripture about light and darkness. It says so that when God created the heavens and the earth in the beginning, it says that the earth was formless and it was void and darkness prevailed over the surface of the deep. And verse 3 then says, So God said, Let there be light. Someone please turn on the light today. For we live in a dark world. A world without light. That everyone is trying to find their way through life and survive. Someone please turn on the light to illumine us to eternal life. Someone turn on the light to give us understanding, to give us wisdom. I'm reminded of the tribes of Israel in the Old Testament that it says, the tribe of Issachar were men of understanding that knew what to do. How we need some light in our lives to show us what to do. Somehow we need understanding. 
We need light to be shed on our subjects. There's so many things in the world that finds us in the dark. And as we're in the dark, we seem to stumble along on our way and stub our toes. And we know they are very painful. And life can be very painful without any light. So how we need the light to be turned on to be servants of the Most High God. Now I know some of you were not even born before this song was written. A song written by Debbie Boone in 1977. She wrote a song that says, You Light Up My Life. I know some of, most of you have never heard that song. Hey, listen to the words. The first verse. So many nights, I sit by my window, waiting for someone to sing me a song. So many dreams I've kept deep inside me, alone in the dark. But now you've come along. You light up my life. You give me hope to carry on. You light up my days and fill my nights with song. Would somebody turn that light on this morning? Our scripture this morning is taken from John 8, 12, where Jesus says, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Light. I'm so glad we got lights. I'm so much glad, happier that we have air conditioning this morning, Barbara. And it's running really good up here this morning. What does light mean to you? And are you walking in the light this morning? You know, I've often flown on an airplane and I've seen those little red lights on the wings. I've seen the light on the top of the plane as it's getting ready to take off or land. And I often wondered, what good are those lights anyhow? Until I discovered that those lights are not there for direction, they're there so others could see them. When we think about lights this morning, it is not only you giving off light, but as others may see the light in you. A new fad that has come along in the last several years is joggers. Now, I don't know how many of you are joggers. I am not. Can you tell? But now they put these streaks down the back, bright streaks on the back. So when they're jogging, they won't get hit. Skyscrapers. I don't know what they call that building up in Chicago, but it used to be the Sears Tower. It's got some other name now. But there's a big beacon light that goes off of that top antenna, that top tower off of the Sears 
at Tower in Chicago. What is that for? It's so that the planes in the area will not hit the building. Cars utilize light so that they can see and be seen. I don't know about you, but my kids, when they were little, had a little light that was plugged into the wall that would emit light for them so that they would not be in the dark. Anybody here ever scared of the dark? You probably wouldn't admit it if you were, but I did not like the darkness. At night when they shut off the light, I couldn't see anything. Lights shine on our porches, in our bathrooms, and in our nightstands, and they are switched on and off at our convenience. Now why do I say all of this about life? Is that light is always associated with God. Light is always associated with God. Genesis 1-3, as I already spoke of, let there be light and there was light. David writes in Psalms 27, the Lord is my light. The prophet Isaiah in, prophet Isaiah in chapter 60, the Lord will be your everlasting light. Job 29, by his light, we know about Job, he says, by his light, I walked in the darkness. Micah chapter 7, verse 8, when I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light in me. And then in the New Testament from Colossians chapter 1, the Apostle Paul says, that he, Jesus Christ, has delivered us from a domain of darkness and transferred us, moved us to the kingdom of his beloved son. We have been transferred from darkness, from not seeing, from not knowing the way, from lack of illumination. We have been transferred when we come to know the light. We are transferred to his beloved kingdom where there is light. I want to give you three characteristics of light. And the first one is this. Light shines in darkness. Light shines in darkness. Anybody here ever been to Merrimack Caverns in Missouri? It's a place where they say, I'm telling you a little secret, Jesse James hid all of his train robbery money. And they tell us some of it still might be there. Doesn't anybody else excited about that? Hey, they pay you big money to go and tour Merrimack Caverns where it goes way down. You enter a cave and you go way down under the ground. And as you go down, there's little lights to lead you the way. But when you get down to the bottom of this cavern, they shut out all the lights. And it's pitch black. 
You cannot see your hand in front of your face. There is no light at all. You know, that's the way we all are in life without Jesus Christ in our life. Somebody say amen. amen. Or somebody say oh me. Or somebody say hallelujah. Let's get excited. Let's come out of our shells a little this morning because Jesus Christ is the light of the world and I hope he's your light too this morning. Total darkness, that's what it is when you're down in Merrimack Caverns. There is no light once at all. It's totally black. You cannot sense which direction you're facing. Dangers may lurk around you. So in that pitch black, you stay completely still, afraid to make one move. And for two minutes, you meditate on this darkness. And then someone turns on the light, thank God. Our fears are conquered when light appears in our darkness. Our vision is restored. Light has penetrated the darkness. I want you to know that darkness does not reveal light. It is light that reveals darkness. And that if we look at our world, why is the world in our society calling good evil and evil good? It's because they are in the darkness and they do not see the light. And that's why it's important for us to be the light. As I address teachers this morning and those in our midst that God has called into this wonderful ministry. You are the light of the world. Don't hide it under a bushel. Let your light penetrate the darkness around you. The second thing about light is that it remains visible as a guide. Visible as a guide. When I was in college, I uh, worked for the city of Houston and I had a little district and it was right on the, cha the, ship, the ship channel uh, of, of Houston. And it's where all the big cargo ships would come in to, the, to dock and they would bring their, their, uh, uh, their, 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 their cargo and they would unload them. There would be cars and there would be trucks and there would be heavy equipment and you name it, it came off those ships down the Houston Ship Channel. Now my shift was in the evening time and it would get pretty dark at night. And there'd be nights I'd be along the chip channel at the edge of the chip channel and I could look out in the chip channel and I would see something very unique and special. That if you looked into the water of the bay in the deepest portion, you would see tiny little lights stringing out the channel as far as the eye could see. You see, when those big cargo ships would come in to dock and bring their cargo, these great ships needed a guide to the port. You see, they needed to stay in the dredged portion of the bay. 
and to keep the smaller vessels away from the danger of these most powerful ships. And this light that was strung out in the channel was for the huge cargo ships to find their way home. You see, the light was there to guide them to safety. The third characteristic of light is that it burns brightly. Burns brightly. We've all known the reason for lighthouses. They're not necessarily guides for ships, but they shine brightly to reveal the danger of lands and rocks that the ships got, must avoid. There have been many a shipwreck because of the absence of a lighthouse to shine. A light gone out. Neglect to keep oil to, to burn has cost many a life. You see, the true light burns brightly to illumine potential danger today. Folks, there's potential danger all around us. We live in a dark society. We need not only for the light to burn brightly, but we need to see the potential danger that any of us can fall into. Do you know we're all tempted? We're all tempted in many ways, but it's very rare that people do not yield to that temptation. You see, the scripture says there's a way that seems right to man, but its way ends in destruction. We need the light to protect us from danger. When Jesus said, I am the light, he meant I will penetrate the darkness of sin and despair. I will shine when your environment leads to destruction. I'll be your light when fear surrounds you. I'll be your light when you need a friend. When the world goes to hell in a handbasket, I'll still be the light you can turn to. Jesus meant he'd be your guide to safety. For life is so dangerous and it is so fragile. By following the light, he can get us through life. He's the only way to eternal life. There are people around today, maybe you even know them, that, that believe there are many different ways to get through life. But there's only one that can get us to eternal life. And his name is Jesus. That was weak. Amen. Jesus meant that his light burns brightly to expose potential danger. Sin. He reveals things in our life that hinder us from serving him completely. He exposes truth, makes the way clear. Jesus is the light. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good. Can you all say good this morning? I just want to know if you had it in you. Good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. How are we a light? The light of Christ shines brightly there is no other light we uh, 
have friends uh, from one of our churches in Kansas City that worked for the railroad. And he worked there for years and years and years. And finally, they, uh, he retired. And when he retired, they were changing out some things. And they had a bunch of these railroad lights. I don't know if you've ever seen a railroad light, a lantern that the conductor walks up and down the, the, the tracks, the, tra the trains on the tracks. And, you know, they're looking for potential janitor. But anyhow, my friend, when we were up to visit him several years ago, he gave me this light. He said, he said, Pastor Dan, he said, I got a bunch of these. They were given away. And he says, these are the best lights in the whole world. Well, I used that lantern for about five years. And it was a good, it was bright and shiny. But there came a day that the battery ran out. And guess what? It wouldn't work anymore. Or how many of you have um, gone to a Bill Gaither concert. Let's bring it down home here. Been to a Bill Gaither concert, and when you go in, you get these little, little things, look like cigarette lighters, only they got a light on them that blinks. Y'all know, know what I'm talking about? And you know when you're when they're in the concert, when, you're, when, when you're, uh, you, you like the song or something, you start pushing that button, and it, it starts going off, and you see these little lights go all over the place. Well... In my move, I discovered that I had a handful of those. Don't ask me why. I think maybe I stole them or something. But I really liked them. But anyhow, I had a handful of them. You know, everyone I tried didn't work. The eternal light of Bill Gaither doesn't work. It ran out. Ran out of steam. But Jesus' light never goes out. It exists forever to show us the way. Jesus said, I am the light. There's been many that have made religion a light. Oh, well, I belong to the church of God, so I must be going to heaven. That's not the light. They've tried by human means to make the light. But the fact remains that Jesus Christ is the only authentic light that leads to eternal life. There is no other way. It's not even by our own good works. It's by the mercy of Jesus Christ and his grace. As we walk towards the light that we receive him. No one, Jesus says, comes to the Father but by me. Secondly, the one who follows Jesus will not walk in darkness. This is very important. The life of Jesus Christ was a life of love. It was a life of peace and forgiveness. And his light brought healing to those that reached out to him. The truth of the matter is that the light of Jesus Christ reaches out to all people to give them his light. Now, Jesus writes this. If you say you love God, but yet you hate your brother, you're still walking in darkness. You see, to follow the light means turning your back on all of the darkness of the world and living your life as Christ. To say, as Paul said, it is no longer I that live, but Christ in me. 
Thirdly, you can have the light of life. This is where salvation comes in. In Jesus Christ, who is light, he is the light that shines ever so brightly to guide to eternal life. Jesus came to give us abundant life through his death and resurrection. And you can have it too this morning. But you got to receive it. You got to ask for it. You got to take it. When you come to the light, you have fellowship with your creator. You can stand before him because he paid a price for you. He died for your sins that you are now worthy to stand in his presence and abide with him even after this life is over. Jesus gives us instruct, this instruction in Matthew 5.16. Let your light shine. The light that you receive is to shine now in your life. A challenge to you, especially teachers this morning, as everyone. Shine that others will see what the Lord has done in your life. Where do you get your peace? In the midst of a destructive classroom. Show them Christ's love. He gives us himself so that his ways become our ways. And Jesus Christ is the light that brings hope. I would ask you, have you received him today? It's a portion of scripture that's in your notes this morning. But I wanted to read as I close here this morning, found in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8 through 17. I want you to listen. It's to us, the church. For you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth, trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. And do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness. Well, he's against darkness, isn't he? But instead, even expose them. For it is, a disgrace, it is disgraceful even to speak of the things which are done by them in secret. But all things become visible when they are exposed by the light. For everything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, be careful how you walk. Not as unwise men, but as wise making the most of your time because the days are evil. So then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. How can you be a light? Number one, make sure your light speaks Christ. Verse eight, your life is speaking to someone. Your life, your calling was to minister Jesus, to minister the light to others. What is Christ speaking to you? Speak it to others. Generosity, 
Practice generosity. That speaks Christ because Christ was a very generous God. Speak love. Speak kindness. Speak peace. Secondly, I challenge you as the light this morning to allow your passion to discover what pleases God in your life. Verse 10. They say without vision, people perish. No mission in life. No passion in life. Your life will be empty. Follow the light for your passion. Number three, be aware to temptation and secret living, verse 12. There were so many times that the, the, the apostle Paul, and even Jesus used the word alert. Be on the alert. Be on the watch. Remember, the devil, the devil is a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Some of us sometimes catch ourselves the devil devouring us. Stay on watch. Be on the alert. And lastly this morning, to be the light. Turn on the light. Make the most of every opportunity to shine for Christ. Redeem the time. For the time is evil. Redeem it. One of these days, Jesus Christ is coming for those that are living in the light. For those that are obedient to him. Well, it's a story of a fellow by the name of Joe. Now, Joe's not in here, so we're not talking about that Joe, by the way. Uh, Terry, don't tell him that I use Joe, okay? That was the name that's written down here. Okay. It's a story about a fellow by the name of Joe. He'd been a drunk. But somehow, through the years, he had been beautifully converted. I mean, this guy's life was totally changed. He took the scripture from Romans to be transformed. But he stayed in the part of town where the rescue mission was at and where he found the Lord. He was found always there ministering and loving and caring for the fellows who were still having a hard time with alcohol problems. Everybody loved Joe. Because Joe didn't condemn peace people. He was just there to love them. And his life was so wonderfully, beautifully changed that every drunk on Skid Row knew and admired Joe because of his reputation. Upon his conversion, he quietly loved people. And he worked at that rescue mission. One Sunday night at the rescue mission, they were having their evening evangelistic service when another drunk came into the meeting, disrupted the meeting, but finally came to the altar to pray. And as one of the counselors approached him to pray with him, the man was breaking down and sobbing. 
And the altar counselor said, ask him, hey, how can I pray for you? And the drunk said to the counselor, oh, I want to be like Joe. I want to be like Joe. Now the altar counselor knew Joe because everybody did. And the altar counselors were tried to correct him and said, no, I think that you're wrong. You want to be like Jesus. To which the old drunk looked at him and said, well, is Jesus like Joe? Yeah, it kind of says it all, doesn't it? As Jesus is the light of the world. When we receive him and our lives get turned around, the light of God shines upon us as we sang the opening song this morning. Can we be the light of the world? Can we be a light to others? Can we be a light to our students, Brooke? Let the light penetrate the darkness around us. Because Jesus is the light of the world. Please turn on the light this morning. Would you stand with me as we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity of sharing the word of God and the challenge that you have for each and every one of us. We thank you for the light that shines in our life because of our knowledge of you. Because we know you. And Lord, let us go from this place to sing, you light up my life. Because you are the light of the world and you have given us that light to penetrate the darkness. So Lord, we can't do it within our own strength. We can't do it within our own might. We can't do it within our own power. But it's by you, by your spirit, saith the Lord. Amen. Amen. We're going to sing this challenging song here at the end. It's an old song. It says, send the light, the blessed gospel light. Would you let it shine this morning? Don't hide your light under the bushel. Don't let Satan it out. And let it shine all over our lives. The call comes ringing o'er the restless waves in the light. Send the light. There are souls to rescue. There are souls to save. Send the light. Send the light. Send the light. The blessed gospel light. Let it shine from shore to shore. Send the Send the light, send the light, the blessed gospel 
shore to shore. Send the light, the blessed gospel light. Let it shine from shore to shore. Let us not grow weary in the work of love. Send the light, send the light. Let us gather jewels for our crown above. Send the light, send the light, send the light, the blessed gospel light. Let it shine from shore to shore. Send the light, the blessed gospel light. Let it shine from shore to